Starting the new year with reflections and resolutions. But before we reflect and resolve, Fran, you know what time it is. It's time to catch up on weekend shenanigans and notable events. Well, a notable event uh, since the last time we talked was obviously Christmas. It was a very nice Christmas for me. We ended up having a really big, bad snowstorm just a few days before Christmas, actually the, the Friday before Christmas. They had been calling for it, so... I was smart enough to stock up on groceries and everything in time, even though the stores were crazy. So we ended up being very comfortable, quite content to stay home. We watched football. We cooked. Christmas Eve, we had nice food. Christmas, we literally watched the storm raging outside because the winds were horrific. You probably got them too, but it was for four straight days. It was like not even a snow globe. It was like a whiteout right outside my window. Christmas Eve, we braved the roads. I have a pretty good vehicle. We did get out for a bit and we actually got to see a couple of friends. So it was very nice. So it was a very nice Christmas Eve. In other news, my recovery from surgery has gone super. I had my six-week post-op with my surgeon who said, I don't have to come back for a year. And I graduated with honors from physical therapy. I always give credit to my surgeon for the procedures they do, but physical therapy literally gives you your life back. So please, if you ever should need it, please do it. I'm back to the gym. I'm walking outside when I can for over an hour now, which for me, pre-surgery, I could go out for two, three hours at a time. And then it was down to about 15 minutes. So for me to be able to do an hour now, I feel very accomplished. And I'm looking forward to hiking out in Arizona in about four weeks. So I am very excited. Tomorrow, I will be gathering with my late husband's family for our annual family Christmas, which is something that we've just done for a very long time. And you know, his family has been part of my life now for 44 years. And so I do feel lucky to still have them in my life. How about you, Cher? What have you been up to? Well, first of all, Fran, I am very pleased about your progress with your surgery and graduating with honors from physical therapy. Excellent. Thank you. I am going to talk about Gaston's first Christmas adventure. It didn't go exactly as planned. I was taking Gaston down to my daughter's house for an overnight to try this out with Gaston being in somebody else's house. I was going to go down Christmas Eve and then leave after the kids opened their presents on Christmas Day. But as you said, and as we all know, the weather turned very sour in Michigan. So I went down to Ann Arbor for three nights instead of one. Now, for the listeners, Gaston is an eight-month-old male standard poodle. That's my breed. He is my fifth standard poodle. And my daughter has a beautiful two-year-old Bichon female named Daisy. Just imagine Beauty and the Beast. Gaston loves Daisy, and Daisy can barely tolerate Gaston. Good news was, by the time we were ready to leave, they were getting along. 
And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I found a very thoughtful exercise to practice in this last month's Northern Michigan Women's Magazine called Exercise Year and Reflections. Instead of jumping into a new year, it's always good to reflect on how the previous year went and what you will continue to do and what you decide does not serve you anymore. So with that introduction, Fran, let's get started on year end reflections. First of all, I think the article was great. I think that it caused me to sit and reflect on the things that they were asking about. I'm so glad that you found that article and recommended it. The first part is called life transitions. And these are the questions you should think about, ask yourself. What were the major transitions in my life this year? Job, relationships, health, other. And both of us had some major transitions in our life, didn't we, Fran? We did. You had several very major transitions, in my opinion. I agree. First, I really thought about it, and I decided that I did need a dog in my life, and so I got Gastel. But the other thing that I did, I purchased a home in Florida, a tiny little house, so I could get away for the winter months. And that has become quite the story. Fran, you've had some major transitions in your life this year. Well, I have, most recently, my health. My health has always been excellent, but I knew I had to make a decision on getting my hip replaced. And I did my research. And once I made that decision, I went forward with it. And I believe that it's going to influence me for the rest of my life. I feel I've come into a deeper relationship with my partner. Uh, we've been together almost four years now. We continue to learn about each other and settle into our own way of life. As, as unconventional as it may be. And I think we've come to accept that there's a lot of people that will always judge us, but that we feel that what we feel is the big thing that matters going forward. The next question is, did I initiate them or did life initiate them? What did I learn due to these life transitions? And how have these transitions served my growth or held me back? I would like to talk about my Florida home. I was down in Florida last year and I decided to buy a little place so I could get away. I had it all redone. And then the week before the hurricane, which happened to hit the town where I bought my house, a pipe broke and flooded my whole home. Nothing happened to the house because of the hurricane, but the house was flooded because of a broken water pipe. Now, what have I learned through this transition? I've learned that life happens. You make a decision, you think it's a great one, and life happens. So you deal with it. And the house is being worked on right now. And hopefully I will be able to get down to Florida for at least a short amount of time by the end of the month. Well, you know, Cher, it was your decision to by the home that initiated that whole phase of your life. And I know it was something that you wanted to do and you went ahead and did it, but you know what? Life also initiated that broken pipe. And you and I have both learned that 
without our husbands. We have to deal with things that we never thought we'd have to deal with. I think we're doing a hell of a job with that. I know that life definitely initiated having my hip surgery. It's definitely going to serve my growth for years to come. Was it holding me back? Oh, absolutely. It's also forced me to look beyond the present. I know they tell you to live in the moment, but sometimes we do need to look ahead and envision where we want to go in order to form the goals to get us there. I really don't think that anything held me back. It was just the fact that I needed to make the decisions. Excellent point. Accomplishments and shortcomings. The questions are, how have I been challenged and taken out of my comfort zone? Are there accomplishments, personal or professional, that I am most proud of this year and why? What has an experience with one of my shortcomings taught me? How have each of these given me better insight about my strength and weaknesses? So I feel that I have been challenged by doing two podcasts, and I absolutely love them. My accomplishment would be that I am getting out. I am learning all sorts of new things about Michigan. And I think I am most proud that I actually am able to go out to dinner by myself now and have an enjoyable time. That was a big accomplishment for you. My accomplishments, again, were, I guess it's fear of the unknown. And I know I talk a lot about worrying about the future and worrying about the unknown, but sometimes it's the fear of the unknown. I got past my fears and my misgivings as, as far as my surgery. I let memories of my husband's procedures influence my decision to take care of my own situation. One of my accomplishments in my mind is that I, once again, this past year, I was able to travel again. My late husband and I had such grand travel plans after he retired, but unfortunately that was not to be, but I still have a longing to travel. I love discovering new things. I am in awe of the things that I see and experience and the people that I meet along the way. I have done things that I never in my life would I have thought that I could do stand on top of a mountain and look down at the vastness in front of me and just be in awe? My fear of the unknown was a shortcoming that I'm working on and my accomplishments. I think I've accomplished a lot this year. That's great. Discovery. In what ways did I implement opportunities to learn, change, grow, and stretch myself toward becoming all that I desire and did I begin strengthen or end any habits that have created positive or negative change within my life? How are they helping or hurting my progress? You know what I did, Fran? What'd you do? I took a class and a half, actually. I didn't finish the second class because I had purchased a home in Florida and I was missing way too many classes. But it was a lot of fun taking a course and going back to college. And I really want to do that again, but I need to focus on what I really want to do, which is becoming a better podcaster. So I would take it in communication. Now, did I end any habits? I'm always trying to end the eating thing. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, 
<laughs> not to end eating, but to focus on more nutritious foods, more fruits and vegetables in my life. It's such a thing right now, but it's one thing to talk about it and it's another thing to do it. I'll go back to how did I implement opportunities to change? Sherry, I've learned to say no more often and accept that I don't have to do things that I truly don't want to do. Like just taking the time to relax, enjoy life, reflect, plan for the future. You know what I have started to do? I love coffee and I try to limit it in the morning because of urgency. But in the afternoon, I will have a double espresso. And what's so interesting is it doesn't affect me with urgency in the afternoon like coffee does in the morning. But what I have to stop is, of course, I have a piece of chocolate with it. <laughs> but again, one is so doable. And that should be the goal. Yes, yes. Let's move on to relationships. Did I gain new meaningful connections with others in 2022? Whom and why are they meaningful? How will I put effort toward maintaining them? Who can I pursue a renewed or deeper connection with in 2023? A friend, family member, or seek a new mentor? Are the relationships that are no longer serving my growth? I know that for myself, I've gained some very nice new connections. New friendships have blossomed and several with couples. You know, when I first moved back here, it was mostly single people that I would meet when I was out and about. But we've been able to make some connections with couples and it's been beneficial to both myself and my partner. We are both singletons. So it's nice to be in the company of people who are successfully navigating a coupled partnership. And I continue to make new friends everywhere. I make new friends in travel, in my physical therapy. You know, some of those I know will never be lasting friendships, but the connection that you make, they're so meaningful nonetheless. Yes, and it's always fun, even if it's an acquaintance and not a friendship, when you see someone that you've met before, just to say hi and how are you doing and how are things going? That's a good word. I think that that's the word that, that I want to use, a, a, acquaintance. For me, this is different because I think the person with whom I want to pursue a renewed and deeper connection with in 2023 is myself. And Cher, we talked about this recently. I have to admit, it, it hit me that I really only have a good 10, 15, 20 more years in this life. And I need to really look at how I want to spend those years and base my decisions on that. The deeper connection that I want to form in 2023 is with myself. I love that, Fran. I do. I think that that's extremely reflective and thoughtful. And we talked about this. Are there relationships that are no longer serving my growth as far as I'm concerned? Uh, yes, there are. And I also had to make a decision to distance myself from them, but in a way that's not hurtful. I really love connecting with my family and friends. And if there's any way possible, I do want to do a 
party, a luncheon once a year and get everyone together because I truly enjoy that. It's a little hard to get caught up, but at least you see the people who are extremely important to you. Yes. And every year we've been losing more and more family members and friends. Even getting together once a year, you leave those get-togethers thinking, I am so glad we did this, and I'm so glad I got to see so-and-so and even talk just for a few minutes. You're right. The last one is, what do I desire to take with me into the new year? What will I intentionally allow to create more volume in my life and choose to take with me into 2023? What will I let go of due to not aligning with the vision I have for myself? Uh, Why don't you go first? I plan on taking a class in communications because I think I could always use tools to better communicate. And that won't only serve the podcast, but my personal life. I agree. The communications classes I took in college and even after I moved to Pennsylvania and and took some college classes out there, I loved. I loved my communication classes. I have a feeling that you're going to enjoy them too. What will I intentionally allow to create more volume in my life? I'm going to choose to go with my gut on a lot of things and have the courage to take the necessary steps to go after what I want. I need to make a decision on some things and just do it. What will I let go of for not aligning with the vision I have for myself? I have to stop myself from needing to please people and my habit of worrying about things I can't change or things that may never happen. I have a long way to go working on that. I like that, Fran. And the final one is, where is my focus? What one or two areas in my life do I desire to continue to grow, change, feel peace about, have freedom in, or have deeper wisdom about in 2023? And why? I want to grow because I love our podcast so much. I want to grow and make our podcast not the best to have more audience, although that would be nice, but to be the best because that's what we strive to do. I feel peace about living in Boyne City. I absolutely love it here. And even though I do travel and I get away a little bit in the winter, I still feel so good about this community. And to have deeper wisdom, gosh, that would be finding out more about me. You know, when I thought about what areas in my life that I could grow and change and feel peace about, and I came up with three, health, aging, and happiness. I'm not getting any younger, and I have to accept that. I know I'm pretty damn good the way I am, but it's never a bad thing to always want to do better. I know that I am lucky to be very healthy. I know that in talking to other people and seeing other people. Aging, it is what it is. Happiness, I know when I'm at peace. I am in peace when I am out in nature. And I'm sure a lot of that stems from the way that I was brought up on the farm. I am in awe of all the things this country has to offer. I want to keep seeing new things and be in awe. As far as my relationships, I have to keep telling myself that I can't let 
prior history in relationships color my thinking of my present one. And I do that. I do that occasionally. And I do have to work on that. These podcasts have been, I think, so good for both of us, not just in widowhood, but in life. I couldn't agree more, Fran. And with that, we are going to move to New Year's resolutions for the bereaved. I came across this passage or this exercise a while ago, and I immediately sent it to Sherry saying this would be excellent for our first podcast after the New Year's. It it was called New Year's Resolutions for the Bereaved. It's by a lady named Tanya Lord. And it begins, this year, I resolve two. And Sherry and I are going to go through these. I'm going to resolve not to put a time limit on my grief. Loving someone means loving them for my lifetime, whether they are physically present or not. And that is so true. You don't not love your spouse because they passed. Just because they're physically present, that does not stop the love. That's right. I love the second one. This year I resolved to tell their stories, the happy and the sad. They will live on through me. And the podcast has really helped me with this, Fran. Before Modern Widow, I could not talk about Bill without crying. And now I can share stories when I have company. I had a group over for New Year's and we talked about Bill. And it actually feels so loving. That's what I like. I think time and distance has helped with that for me also. People know me by now, even people that I've just met since I moved back here. I mention Skip all the time. I don't think they get tired of it. We have a lot of memories to share and they get a lot of laughs out of some of the stories that I tell. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This year I resolved to encourage others to share memories. That's a good one. Because people share memories, but I don't think I've ever encouraged anyone to. When we went to New Orleans last year, I had this thing that I told my guy, Chris. I said, you know, through the podcast, Sherry and I have learned that everybody has a story and everybody wants to share their story. So I make it a habit of uh, new people, people we met on the street down there. We'd sit on a stoop and I would just say, tell me your story. And they would share. I love that. The next one is very, very good. This year, I resolved to teach others that they cannot make me cry. Tears are only an external expression of how I'm feeling all the time. That is a good one for me. Because after Bill passed, I belong to a lot of business organizations. And after he passed, I would go... And people would ask me, how are you doing? And I would start to cry. And then they felt bad. And I would say, no, 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 no. I feel bad all the time. What I did, this happened quite a bit. And I finally decided that I needed to take a step back from all of these organizations because I don't want to make anybody feel bad. And yet I couldn't help myself at the time. You're right. For a very long time, people would start talking to me and I I could not help but cry. And then they would say, I'm so sorry I made you cry, but it wasn't their doing. It's their 
all the time and you never know what's going to trigger it. And you know, the sooner you accept that, the better. I do like the next one. Understand that others will not understand my pain and it isn't fair to accept them expect them to do anything but listen, because we've talked about this and no one can understand the type of pain we've been through unless you've been there yourself. And everybody's grief story is different. Everyone's grief story is different. And I like to say, especially in the beginning years, that the grief is always just under the surface. Yes. And you never know when it's going to pop up to the surface. No. And you can't help it. It's there. It's there. We've talked about the the triggers, uh, a smell, a song, uh, passing a place that you always used to go, uh, seeing something on TV, uh, going to a place. It doesn't matter because you did those things together. They bring up memories and they come to the surface. And before you know it, sure, you're crying. The next one is. This year, I resolved to recognize that asking for help from those that love us is a real gift that we give to them. You know, my sister-in-law was an angel. She stayed with me either two or three weeks after Bill passed, and she was just here listening to me, comforting me. And I can say the same for my son and daughter-in-law to say they stepped up to the plate, organizing with me, helping me get through those first few weeks. That would be an understatement. And I cherish them for that. The next one is this year, I resolved to help others. Reaching out to others in pain will help me to heal. And Fran, I have done that. I have a weekly dinner. I've been doing it for a year now with a widow who is just into the beginning of her second year. And I don't know about you, but I thought the second year was worse than the first year. So we go out to dinner. We meet once a week, go out to dinner, have a good time. And I hope it's helping her as much as it's helping me. Well, you know, one of the ways that that you and I are doing this, helping others, reaching out to others in pain, is the podcast. That's why we started it. And reaching out to them, I think has helped a lot of people, but it's also helped us to heal. And you're so correct, Sherry, that first year, that first year we spent pretty much in shock, paralyzed. And the second year, you're making your way out of that fog and seeing things as they really are for the first time. Absolutely. And you finally realize that they are not coming back. This year, I resolved to do something nice for myself every day. And I do. I have my espresso at 3 p.m. <laughs> in the afternoon, sometimes with dark chocolate and sometimes with more dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to be big things. You know, if I decide to watch a trashy episode series that's on TV or Netflix for an hour, I give myself permission to do that. It gets me out of the real world for a while. Just because you're doing something nice for yourself doesn't mean it has to be something epic or expensive because, you know, you got to take care of yourself first. I love this next one. I resolve that knowing that if today I cannot do everything that needs to be done 
tomorrow's another chance to get it done. I don't have to do everything today. Do what you can. And you know what? So what if, if something has to wait till tomorrow? That's right. I like that one too. This year I resolved to cry when I need to, laugh when I can, and to not feel guilty about either one. I don't think I could live without laughter. Skip and I laughed a lot. We were with people that laughed a lot. We were with happy people. I think that that's why I get along so well with my partner now. He does make me laugh. And sometimes he'll text me a cute little cartoon or a beautiful picture. And sometimes it's all I need to make my day. But I also know that if I feel a cry coming on, I need to accept it and do it. You're right, Fran, about the crying and also about laughing, which I love to laugh. And Bill and I had some great stories, especially about RVing that just <laughs> tickle me. And isn't it fun to pull up those stories and memories in your own mind once in a while and think, we had so much fun. It was awful as it was going on, but the laughter, even just telling the stories when he was alive, something that only the two people in a couple can share. That's right. All couples have their own unique dance and all couples have their own unique stories. Yes. The next one is, this year I resolved to let go bit by bit of the guilt, regret, and anger, because I know holding on to these emotions can be so damaging. You're right. I know they're talking about bereavement. I know I had guilt after Skip died. I felt guilty that I couldn't do more. We did everything that we could, and yet I could not uh, save him. And I am a person who needs to solve things and make things better or right. I could not do that. I know it had nothing to do with me. Regrets, as far as he was concerned, I don't think I had regrets. I do regret that we didn't have the chance for those deep conversations before he died. It was just the way that his disease progressed. We never were at that point to do that. And I was never, ever angry with him for leaving. It was not his choice. I never, ever was angry that he died, that he left. I haven't had the feeling of guilt or anger, but you're right about the regrets. Regrets for what we were planning on doing, and it never happened. And I don't have those regrets anymore, but what I have more of is a sadness that those activities, those adventures, the traveling did not take place. You're right. I think that that goes hand in hand with grief is a forever, an everlasting deep sadness. This year I resolved to take a risk and let others into my life and heart. You know, Fran, I'm not ready to do that. I'm very particular with who I let into my life and even more so with my heart. My heart has been hurt in the past and maybe I should be more open, but you can't help revisiting some of the things that have hurt you in the past. I know that that stops me sometimes, but again, I'm very particular who I let into my life. If I 
feel a connection to you, absolutely. I will share my life. I will tell you things that I probably don't tell very many people. I don't have a problem letting people into my life if I'm completely comfortable with them. That's great because I'm thinking more about on the dating side and I have found that to be disastrous. (laughs) And that's all I'm saying. I really wasn't looking when I met Chris. I really wasn't looking and maybe that's the best way. We just kind of fell into this and here we are four years later. It should happen naturally, but in this day and time with people spread all over the place, people working, people on their devices all the time, people not getting out and meeting people. And I think that a lot of people have lost the ability for chit chat, for small conversation, for conversing about the important things. And that takes a direct hit on forming relationships. The next one is this year I resolved to take care of my physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And I am working on all three of those at all times. As am I. Finally, this year I resolved to reinvest in life a little bit each day. And I like that. I do too. And I think it probably has different meanings for everyone. I think it's a good mantra. Absolutely. Listeners, that is our New Year's reflections and New Year's resolutions for 2023. We want to thank our executive producer for her continued expert advice and critiques of our podcast. Of course, we always want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in and listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Fran, we had a very nice email from Rhonda in Lapeer, Michigan, and I'm going to read it. Okay. Happy New Year, ladies. It's always great to listen to your podcast. I got a little behind and had to catch up right before the end of the year. Great episodes as always. Looking forward to your 2023 adventures and lessons on life and love. Keep the great information coming. Rhonda from Lapeer, Michigan, and she is a loyal listener. If you would like to write a comment, our email address is modern.widow.podcast at gmail.com. Again, modern.widow.podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at modernwidowpodcast. You can listen to our podcast on the following apps, Anchor, Spotify, Breakers, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Fran, I am so happy to be back with you and to have more adventures, love stories, and episodes this year. I am also very glad to be back. I miss it when we don't do this, when we have a break, but it also gives us time to think about where we're going with the next season. And so, listeners, for our next episode, we are so excited because we are taking this show on the road again, and we cannot wait to share our adventure. I'm Sherry. And I'm Fran. And this week's closing quote uh, definitely fits right into today's discussion about the new year. You're allowed to change your mind about people and things you want in life. You're allowed to adjust your values and preferences as you get older and wiser. You're allowed to evolve and be a different person today than you were yesterday. 
This is your life. See you next time. Bye-bye. Birds flying high You know how I feel Sun in the sky You know how I feel Breeze drifting on by You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me And I'm feeling Fish in the sea, you know how I feel River running free, you know how I feel Blossom on a tree, you know how I feel It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me And I'm feeling good Dragonfly out in the sun You know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun You know what I mean Sleep in peace when day is done That's what I mean And this old world is a new world And a bold world for me of the pine You know how I feel Oh, freedom is mine And I know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life So good.